What's up, 49ers Draft Day Podcast? Dieter Kurtenbach and Jake Hutchinson with you. Uh, and this is the big end, right? Like we already talked about Justin Fields. That felt big in and of itself. Uh, this is the one that I think everybody, including each other, were really interested in. Um, Zach Wilson is the name for 49ers fans, and he's been the name for quite a while to the point where now he's such a name and they they might have uh, spoken that name so many times that he's now pretty widely considered a top five overall pick in this draft where the 49ers are, of course, not drafting. But uh, given uh, all the draft capital this team has and given the general uh, dynamism, did I get it right that time, Jake, Uh, of the draft? Sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Um, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna break down Zach Wilson, and I know this is uh this is the tape that you were really interested to spend a little extra time on, Jake. And I guess I just want your first impressions of of watching Zach Wilson. You know, I sort of you know I, I saw him at the beginning of the year, and I saw stuff that I was really excited about. But uh, you know, I think my main concerns were, you know, he's a little slight. In mm-hmm. terms of frame wise, two hundred and ten uh, pounds. Yeah, he gets a little cutesy with stuff, and oh yeah. Honestly, the biggest concern for me was he seemed like kind of cocky, but like yes. in like a very Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel way, where it's like things weren't going his way. You know, I worried Bit that of a like front runner, eh? right? Um, you know, having watched a lot of his tape, it's like it's him or nothing from the 49ers oh, perspective, wow. kind of where where I'm looking at it in terms of guys, the top of the draft where you make a bet on that guy year one, like at the very least, say just let's, let's say you, you keep Garoppolo, like a guy that could like beat him out in camp. Like I, I think Zach Wilson could beat Garoppolo out in camp. He, yeah. he runs a system that's, not dissimilar from what the 49ers run. He has said he's really familiar specifically with Kyle Shanahan's system and all the traits he has. It's he gets the ball out on a rope, um, but not like he's overthrowing it or, or trying to do yeah, touch no, it's, passes. It's a pretty ball. He really adjusts his hips well. Unbelievable um, hips. Like the way he can get on the move, especially on bootlegs and and really survey the field and not just like, oh, like just panicking, looking for someone who's open, like knowing what the defense is doing and sort of tracking the pattern for when when it gets open. It, it's something where like when you see Rodgers and Mahomes, it, it looks a little bit like that, where you get a guy who gets out of the pocket. He's like tracking towards the sideline. You're not sure if he's going to run. And then he just finds a guy downfield. Timing is excellent. Um, the ball comes out quickly, uh, and, and he's got athleticism. I, I really like what I saw, and in terms of fit, uh, I, I think it's 49ers are going to trade up for anyone. Obviously, Lawrence is out of the question. I, I think Wilson's the guy. I agree with you that Wilson is the guy. Uh, let me play devil's advocate on a couple of things here. Um, but before I do that, let, let me um, note this. I thought about Steph Curry a lot when I was watching uh, the Zach Wilson tape. There's something that was reminiscent. He has a. I'm glad you mentioned a lot of the things, and I won't belabor the points. Um, He throws an extremely pretty ball. It is tight. Uh, You're not worrying about a Tebow long arm, any of that nonsense. Everything is tight. Uh, The hips are absolutely. 
Well, I, 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 the only player who I can think has hips like Zach Wilson and the ability to take power from the ground and push it up through the arm and, and throw the ball with the kind of power that he has with the kind of frame that he has is Kyler Murray. Uh, he's a couple inches taller than Kyler Murray. He's uh, a few pounds heavier, but there's a lot of Kyler Murray and there's a little bit of Steph Curry there because he does play with that cockiness. There is specifically a shovel pass in the game that BYU played against Houston where he no look underhand kind of terrifying. <laughs> and you're like, this dude isn't phased by anything that's happening out there, which brings me to my big concern. You mentioned that he looks like Rodgers. He looks like Mahomes. You're, you're spot on. That's exactly what it is. This is a guy who looked in his entire time at BYU, or I guess more or less in his entire time at BYU, in total control where he was toying with people who are lesser than him. And that's what Mahomes and Rodgers are able to do. They are faster than the game. Everyone talks about the speed of the game. No one's, no one's throwing anything at those guys that they haven't seen before that they can't just pick apart the way that they want to. Same thing with Zach Wilson at BYU. I wonder what happens when he gets to the NFL level. And this is this is a, a broken record for me, but strength of competition really does matter. And uh, Coastal Carolina gave him some real worries, and they got some dudes in his face, and they were dirty. I mean, Coastal Carolina played a dirty game, uh, late hits, yeah. all this stuff, and he wasn't great. He was good. He wasn't great. And... The NFL is a lot tougher than Coastal Carolina, and you can say, oh, that's one off day, but anytime you get that rush into your face, anytime they threw anything that looked more complex than quarters coverage with you know, maybe a delayed blitz at best, um, there was a little bit of freelancing that wasn't positive. So um, it's, yeah, it, it, right. Um, I, I'm with you 100% that it has to be Wilson. Wilson has the highest ceiling uh, of any of the available players. I really do. I think he has a higher ceiling than Fields. Um, I think his floor might be a little bit lower than Fields. But when we're talking about ready-made, here we go, day one, um, that cockiness could be a, a huge positive in that it, it, it just translates. He goes to the NFL level, and he's like, these these guys are still pawns. And uh and, and no big deal. And, and it just rolls. But it could also be, you know, a welcome to being a professional moment, kid. And he gets Johnny Manziel real fast. And there's a lot of Manziel in his game, too. There's a lot of comparisons that I've made over the last two minutes. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it, it is a total crapshoot. And it, it doesn't feel like as we go through this process that Kyle Shanahan's going to come off of something that he already has in hand. Uh, if he was was to do it, would be Wilson, and I think it's fair to wonder uh, if there are too many questions about Wilson to hand him over the team uh, within eight weeks of, of the start of the season in a Tua like scenario. Right. Well, one thing I'll say is like Johnny Manziel is also three inches shorter, which I think hmm. really does matter. I think the Manziel, the Manziel stuff is merely on attitude. Uh, right. Man, Manziel was a very flawed prospect who was very fun to watch, but Manziel played with a. Um, Manziel played frantically and got away with shit. And he was also um, the byproduct of a very transitional time in college football. Um, if you recall, you know he, he's at Texas A&M. Texas A&M had just shifted over into the SEC. And the SEC played very traditional 4-3, no spread football. Uh, and Manziel's coming in from 
you know, the big the Big 12 where they played super spread it out. And you saw you know, Alabama have real problems with that uh, in the first couple of years because Saban didn't coach up his teams to play highly talented squads that ran fully spread offenses. And he had problems with Ole Miss that those years, too, uh, under Hugh Freeze. So I, I think that Manziel was a byproduct of good timing and, uh, you know, big wins. Right. You beat Alabama. They think, oh, you got to have something going for you. But no one ever wanted to look deeper. There's a reason he didn't get drafted one one. I mean, it's just right. straight up. So uh, and then you add in all of the extra stuff. I, I don't we, we haven't uh, we haven't gotten into the dumpster and tried to figure out any dirt on this kid. I would venture to say that a lot of the problems that Johnny Manziel had um which we won't get into here, uh, aren't going to apply to a Mormon kid from Utah. Just throwing that out there. But, you know, you never know. Jim McMahon went to BYU too. And, and based on, you know, I listened to to an Adam Schefter interview a while back. He was kind of said he spoke to a lot of people close to him who, who kind of raved about him. You know, the main concerns are like his uncle's really rich or, or something. And, you yeah. know. Well, that didn't stop the uh, the Falcons from hiring uh, Arthur Smith. You know, his right. dad started a FedEx. Like, right. It, Honestly, I, I get that. I, I can understand, but um, I don't know how many kids showed up to his birthday party from the team. Um, he, he's a cocky little fucker. There's there's no doubt about that. He plays he plays like a cocky little fucker. He's got a very punchable face. I I, I, I hate to be so rude here. It is it's a rude thing to say, but like we got to call it like we see it here. None of this stuff means anything, right. unless it means something. All this stuff is just... It only means something when it when it goes wrong. Like Yeah, it's not, it's not the cake, but th- these are sprinkles if you do have a you-fucked-up cake that you're ready to deliver. In, in terms of tangible things that I disliked, and I can tell you it is a much shorter list than with um, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, really... Well, we, and we talked about this, right? Like, he's the opposite of Justin Fields in so many ways. Right. So, like, tangible things uh, I don't like. Throws a lot of hospital passes mm-hmm. um, where it's like, don't... Half-asses those throws. Right. It's it's like he just, he takes the check down too late and, like, you know the guy's going to get crunched and he doesn't seem to care. And you're like... Timing is off. You're Timing like, was a big nut thing that I noted, yeah. You're like, what's... Don't do that. Don't sacrifice your receivers. Yeah, um, he went so through. He went through receivers this year. I mean, uh, Romney seemed to be the only guy that was on the field for every game. I mean, and and then this comes into another thing that we've talked about a lot. Um, but I'll save it until you're done with these because I'm I'm interested. Um, number two, which I, I think is honestly my main concern, is that he trusts his athleticism way too much, uh, and I don't think he's quite as quick as he thinks he is. Um, at least when he gets to the NFL, because. In terms of like getting out of the pocket, Fields is way quicker. Um, he's got a step where he's kind of gone like that. Wilson yes. is quick, no doubt, but it takes <laughs> a little second for him to get moving. Offensive lineman phantom step, right? Yeah, he, right. he kind of uh, he gets a he lot kind of, of road runners it a little bit where there's a tap 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 go. Right, there's a lot of like times where there's a guy like at his ankles and he kind of is just like, well, I'm going to get away from this, and then sometimes he doesn't. A lot of extra steps. Good right. call. I didn't notice that, but now that you mention it, it's like, oh my god, that's exactly right. And you're totally spot on. Fields puts a foot in the ground and he's gone. I right. Mean, he's he's four yards past the line of scrimmage before a second stride. He's Wiseman so, or Giannis out there. I think his athleticism. It's a little bit like like Mahomes is quick, but he's not that quick. No, so Mahomes I'm not trying is to just quick him. enough to not get caught. Right. And so I'm not trying to compare him to Mahomes. Like there are a lot of similarities. Mahomes a stocky um, boy too. Right. But like. 
in that sense where he's just shifty enough. Uh, he's got that to him, but he does trust it a little bit too much. He's not as fast as he thinks he is. And I think there's going to be times, especially his rookie year, where that that obviously is going to be a problem. Um, and he's going to have to learn that, hey, like sometimes I just need to throw the ball away now because mm-hmm. um, there's not going to be enough time for the ball to develop downfield for all these patterns to get open, especially when you're going against – you know, Brandon Staley, who I think is going to end up staying with the Rams just because yeah. it's like, you know, it's going to take him another year. But especially when you're going against really, really clever defensive coordinators yeah. um, who seem to be almost like, I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like defensive coordinators are getting better. Like, I know that's a stupid yes. way to describe no, no, it. No, 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 no. I, 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 don't th- I don't think that that's crazy at all. The entire league is going to sort of a, a homogenization on offense with the wide zone. And people are figuring out how to appropriately handle it. I mean, and the way you appropriately handle it, I mean, there's a myriad of ways, but you put speed at linebacker, um, you get dynamic on the defensive line, and you drop back into, you know, cover six. I mean, that, that's, that's how it goes. I was literally just going to say that the way Robert Sala, like, drew stuff up where you basically have Fred Warner play center fielder and, and just zone match anyone that came into the like anyone that was in the middle of the field have Verrett play man and then just like basically have a huge bubble on the other side of the field to compensate for your not particularly dominant coverage guys. It was just brilliant and it worked so well and they didn't Cover even need a pass rush. It's, it's incredible. And that happened like that. But honestly, it was inevitable, right? Because cover three was getting torn apart. Quarters gives up too many of the underneath stuff. And we're dealing with quarterbacks who complete 70% of their passes with their eyes closed now. You used to be able to play cover two because guys couldn't throw the fucking ball. Now they complete 10-yard passes in their sleep. Um, So you didn't have those options. And going straight man-to-man is a good way to end up with a bunch of flags. Maybe if they change the the pass interference or the defensive holding penalties, you can get away with man-to-man again. But for now, it's not ideal unless you have an unbelievable shadow corner, of which very few teams have because they ended up all buying cover three corners for years and years and years with physicality and stuff. Then they changed the rule so that no one can go over the middle and you can't grab the jersey at any juncture. And I, everyone's stuck with these cover three corners when what you need are Tavarius. And I, I, I was wrong. But I saw this too late. What you need are Tavarius Whites and Jason Verrett's and Tavarius Richard Sherman. White? <laughs> uh, sorry. Who, 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 uh, who, who am I? Who? Tredavious White? Yes, yes, Thank Tredavious you. Sorry. White. I was like, Sorry. are you talking about Tarverius Moore? What, what did you see no. that I didn't see? Yeah, no, there's <laughs> nothing there. Uh, that's a good call. Uh, no, yeah, you're talking about guys like that who never touch, never touch. I mean, they're entire, they're almost like an annoying 12-year-old. like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I love that they do the thing where they're like, they give up a, uh, a route, like they give up a catch. Oh, yeah. They do it two or three times a game where they're like, you can have this one, go. but yeah. try it again. I'm going to jump it. Well, okay. So I read, I read this interesting thing. This is going to seem way off base, but it's true. Um, where basically uh, there is inherent playfulness in every animal, right? Like there is a, a sense of fairness as well. And uh, you've had mice, and mice will like attack each other. You know how sometimes dogs will just like lay on their stomach. You have a dog, like they'll just be like, "Oh, you you, you beat me!" Before they even like start going about it, even if the dog is smaller than them, they'll let them win. Mice do that too, and they studied it. Apparently, 30% of the time, you have to let the other person win or the other mice win, or the mice won't play. And the same thing, you can see it with dogs all the time, and the same thing with quarterbacks. You have to let them win every now and again to make them think that they can do what. 
what it is they think that they should do. And then you take advantage of it. Richard Sherman made a living out of it. And that's the reason that Richard Sherman is still in the league. He doesn't have the foot speed. He plays 15 yards off of the, I mean, he's halfway out of the tunnel every time he lines up when he's going up against elite receivers, but he knows what they're going to do and he can tackle well enough that he can bait them into, um, you know, set he, he can set them up, and I think there's a big deal. Your dog agrees, so yeah. It's, hey, uh, hey, man, I know it's it's. Listen, <laughs> he needs thirty percent of airtime. <laughs> but there's something there's something to that, and that's the way you need to play cornerback, which we will talk about ad nauseum in right. our cornerback. Re- real episode. quick, I feel like we should just mention like, hey, congrats to Robert Sala uh, as a person big who ups. is ba- big barely fan. a Jets fan. I'm a very fair weather Jets fan, and that's oh, like yeah. the self preservation thing because it's 70 degrees and sunny today, baby. Listen, man, if you're going to support the Mets, Jets, and Knicks like I do, you cannot be locked in all year long. <laughs> like, you have to just accept that it's going to be a disaster and yeah. choose your battles. Uh, now I'm going to probably pay attention to the Jets a little bit and, you know, probably be let down. But hey, nah. they, they got a really good coach, really good GM. Um, and man, do they have a lot of cap space and the second overall pick, which they're apparently probably going to trade out of. And by uh, the way, that's a smart move for Robert Sala to say, Stan, Sam Darnold, uh, we're going to stick with you for a year. Let's see what this totally. offense can do. Find out if he's the problem or not. I Bank would, assets. I would, Bank assets. I would use the number two overall pick on Sewell, but that's just me. I think Sewell is unbelievable, right. the offensive lineman out of Oregon. And you have Makari um, Becton and sewell as your cornerstones it's like holy shit if you can't run wide zone with those two guys you can't run wide zone <laughs> michael floors a fraud i mean if you can't here's pull it something off with like guys. if you're trading down like even like a couple picks like he might he still, still might be, be there pull off. you know oh my God. that's that's a coup because honestly uh there has been part of my mind where everyone's like, everyone, you know, the Niners should trade up. The Niners should trade up and go get, you know, a quarterback. And I'm thinking to myself, or maybe they should go get that tackle out of Oregon. Right. <laughs> maybe they should. Maybe they should find I was a just way to get rid of Mike McGlinchey for a fourth round pick. Right. And get the tackle out of Oregon and then just absolutely never throw. You never have to throw with those two right. guys. No, that's in, that's that's an incredible idea, and I was just I was just thinking about the number number twelve pick, and we'll get back to Wilson in a sec. But yeah, sorry, I was thinking about it, and I got the way all the, about mice. Hey, that's it. It happens. The way I was thinking about it is like, what if you just take Kyle Pitts and like you just oh. have Kittle and Kyle Pitts and Ayuk and Debo. You know, you, you know that we love two tight end personnel. Like we're not the right people. And he's not to even a tight end. Up. Like no, he's not. He's not. He's a slot receiver, ironically. But like just just. Oh God! Think about actually. That, I have. I, I'm really looking forward to the tight end episode because you know, uh, going back to kind of that SEC Big Twelve transitional period of time, you know, the the spread offense, and you see this, I guess, plenty with uh, with the the Cardinals and their air raid. I mean, they just run what's his name, Max something, Dan Max Arnold or Dan Arnold. I mean, they're running tight ends as just slot receivers. Yeah, and that's what I grew up on at, at Mizzou, where you had. You know, uh, Martin Rucker and Chase Kaufman, or um, yeah, Ch- what was his name? No, uh, yeah, I, def- sure. I definitely do not know who you're talking about. It's fine. They had, they had, <laughs> they had multiple Mackey Award-winning tight ends at Missouri. Like they just kept producing great tight ends. I think some of them are still in the league, and uh, and I'm, I'm losing it. But um, they never lined up next to a tackle once. They were just big slot receivers against Will linebackers. Or Sam linebackers and uh, and they just dominated. I, I'm curious 
as to how somebody like that would work in a Kyle Shanahan offense. We didn't get any Juwan Jennings this year. He would probably have been our closest corollary. Um, maybe a Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona pre Kingsbury would be an interesting one because he he got you know listen he, theoretically he Jalen Hurd might eventually come back. I'm not putting any stock <laughs> I, in that, but I'm legitimately convinced that Jalen Hurd's not a real person. Just throwing that <laughs> out there. Uh, I think he was a myth created to throw us off the scent of something else going on right. at 49 49. But um, I, I would be fascinated. I mean, obviously, the, the guy's unbelievable. Uh, and, and he did it in a very pro-style system at Florida, which I think translates immediately. But we haven't really had uh, – he's, he's an interesting case study, I think, for the wide zone system, which about half the league is going to run next year. And I, I don't know what it looks like. Uh, maybe you have to change it up. I do, yeah, it, it, it work, seems which, like Kyle – like. You know, seeing the entire league run a system, he's got to start three. I have a feeling he, he's got something up his sleeve. He's got a zag. Especially with, well, with McDaniel, like getting likely, certainly, definitely getting promoted to OC. There, there's They've definitely been, you know, ruminating on some stuff. It's ruminating, and uh, we're even now, but not nevertheless. Uh, it's hey, it's like I say, a rugula, you know? You say a rugula? That's it, a weird. I, hey, I'm Jewish, man. I got I to gotta really fall into it, you know? Hey, you do you. Um, it's, I, I, you're, you're right that Kyle needs to find other levels. Like he needs to come with a little bit more zag instead of the zig. But, um, I thought he kind of did that last year, right? You think about the Rams game, you think about the Patriots game. It's like, oh shit, they're just running wing T with very wide wings. But, um, I thought that qualified. So he doesn't seem to want to experiment when it comes to the passing game. He, he seems... I don't know if it's a daddy thing or I don't, but like when he experiments, it's like, oh, they're in a full house backfield, which they've done, you know, a handful of times over the last four years. Like um, they, they seem to want to do it that way. I wonder if that has anything to do with the faith in the quarterback. Right. Speaking it, as faith in quarterback, huh? Zach Wilson, should we get back to topic? Yes, we should. Okay. Uh, as much as uh, I, 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 my stance is clear. I have a very hard time. I would have a very hard time trading up for somebody who went up against the quality of competition that Wilson went up against. That that's my that's my stance because I still feel like it's a total crapshoot. I will say this: he has this going for him. There's something to also quality of teammates and having shittier teammates. And BYU is obviously not a shitty operation. They they know what they're doing. But his wide receiver is blue. And, I saw a uh, comment that was like praising his receivers, and it's like, no, they're bad. They just have fairly good hands. Like they they had good hands, but they are yeah. slow. They they can't separate. Um, they you know they made some nice catches. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean they're they're uh, let's say fundamental. I think is the nice way to put it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if they're fundamental off the field either, but uh, I, I don't know much about Mormonism, if I'm being honest. But it's it, it was. When you see, you know, you see a guy like, I don't know, I, I'm having a hard time shaking, right? I said Steph Curry, right? And you you noted Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and I think that that's spot on. Um, I watched some old Russell Wilson college tape, and there's a little bit of that going on where it's like, this guy's teammates suck. Like, it, 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 they, they're just not good. And I guess you can make that argument for uh, – you know, his teammates now <laughs> for the last seven years or something. Right. But there's something to it. And I just, I, 
I don't know. I mean, you can make maybe even make the case with Herbert, like bad coaching, like a weird situation. I mean, there's something to having to overcome uh, a not full deck that I think helps you when you actually get to the NFL. And it's like, oh, shit, like I have slant gods all around right. me, an offensive line that can, you know, pick up a, a small midsize sedan and running backs who, you know, don't tap, tap, tap and run right into the back of the center like. Um, yeah, it's fast and it's crazy. And these defenses scare the shit out of me, but like, I got dudes, I got dudes around me. That's the thing, man. I just don't know how that translates. I just, yeah, I'm with you. It's tough with the competition, you know, he faces, it's really hard to make like a, it really sucked that he put, he didn't have an elite game against coastal Carolina. I I know that that's like, that's what I I can't get over that. I can't get over. It's like, man, coastal Carolina. I I still, I look at that. I I don't think he played that poorly. Uh, I think he was clearly taken off guard. Um, but like he almost ran it back at the end and, and probably should have won the game. Like with a really fantastic drive. Um, he was good against Houston. Houston is a team that uh, had 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 some dudes. Um, he was really good against UCF. That's a team that definitely has some dudes. But again, this is what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about Houston and UCF, and we're talking about you know three star recruits. We're talking about him. He's a three star recruit. Um, we're not talking about the cream of the crop. Whereas I saw as much as I want to poo poo Clemson. I mean, Clemson would have run BYU off of the damn right. field. And so it's like, man, I don't really know what Clemson was doing. Brent Benevel's probably overrated this and that, but Justin Fields made him look like a bunch of, you know, small little schoolboys. where it's like, I don't know what Zach Wilson would have done and we'll never know. And we're only going to find out once he goes up against guys who are way better than Clemson. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care how bad the Jaguars are. Like they would whoop Clemson's ass. So whoop Alabama's ass. I mean, these are full grown men. Right. To me, to me though, it's like, if you put Zach Wilson on Ohio State, like, I think I still think he would succeed. You know, like, it, we can't, we can't say that's that. A good, that's an know, interesting with certainty. Yeah. But, like, to me, it's like, obviously, if you put BYU against Clemson, they're going to get rocked. But if you put Zach Wilson in Ohio State system, like, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he'd be fine. Um, would he be better than Fields? It's like, it's it's so hard to tell. Like, guess. Just, <laughs> it's it's inherently hypothetical. There is in, no in that system. I, I don't think he would be better than Fields because Ohio okay. State is is like they have bad systems, right? It's it's so much just like launching it, um, and because Fields has that speed, but like I don't know. I'm fifty fifty on that. It's a weird proposition that I haven't really thought about until exactly now. So yeah, no, same here, and and so I won't answer it. But um, it's it, let me let me ask you this. His propensity to freelance, is that a positive or a negative in, in your eyes, Wilson's? It's a positive. It just needs to be tightened up. So I, you know, when I look at the pros on him, obviously you see the arm talent and just the angle of the ball, like field sometimes on deep passes, it comes out way too flat. Wilson, he's got a trajectory to it where it's always, especially in the end zone, it's at the catch point. It's at the top of the catch point. And he always gives his receivers a chance. And that's really difficult to do. Um, but with his elusiveness, like what I really like is it's the way he can change arm angles. It's the way he can like duck out of things. Um, again, some of it's like, you know, he needs to stop relying on that a lot. Um, but like I, I look back I, the last, you know, I think against San Diego, there's an opportunity where 
You know, he's basically out in space. There's one guy on the receiver and mm-hmm. the corner's looking at him and like he can definitely beat the corner to the end zone or he can throw it. And it's not like a guaranteed pass, but that's a play where Fields would probably run for it. And Wilson just like he pretends like he's going to run and then throws the ball and it's an easy touchdown. But that's something where like he gets out in space. I think he's he's still a he'll throw first guy. And that's encouraging. Um, you know, it, it, again, I keep going back to the main thing is like not being reliant on athleticism. But I, I think in general, the way he does off schedule stuff, there's a confidence there that like that's something you would make a bet on. Like even that no look shovel pass. Like if I'm evaluating that, like, yeah, that's really dangerous and really stupid. Like good for that kid. Like, you know how many quarterbacks are, are like afraid at the thought of that? Like to have that sort of confidence is special and it's a dumb play. Yes. But I'd rather have a quarterback who's literally willing to do some crazy shit sometimes. Yeah. I I think that that's kind of what I come back to that. It's better to, it's easier to rein somebody in than to teach him how to, how to be wild. And um, you, you need a little bit of crazy to be effective in this league. As we've mentioned countless times on this podcast, this guy has the crazy, and you got to play with fire sometimes. Um, I'm you and I are of agreement that even though he does throw some hospital balls, that if he stops half assing them, like that's a, that's a that's a byproduct, in my opinion, of his cockiness, where it's like and also dude, playing against some really weak competition where yeah, he like, knows they can get away about with it. it. Yeah, exactly. So you take away those. And you rain, you rain it in. Which, by the way, you don't have to rain it in that much because you should be doing bootlegs every goddamn play anyway. Um, it's he could be really special, really special. He's nowhere near on par with a Deshaun Watson or you know a, a, a Matt Stafford. Those are known entities, and honestly, I'm not sure his ceiling is as high as those guys. But in terms of who could run the 49ers offense Week One, 2021, out of this class, if you're comparing him to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think there's a better than 50% chance, if I had to handicap it, that Wilson um, beats him out, that Wilson's yes. worth worth the trouble, and that preseason would be real interesting. I don't think that you would get rid of Jimmy under this, these circumstances. Um, I don't think that there's a single player in this class that you get rid of Jimmy for, which is interesting because I really did think going in that that was a possibility. Uh, but you, you know, you nitpick and you, you say, eh, not really. Um but honestly, it would be a one-year trial with with old James Richard Garoppolo on, you know, we're not getting rid of the kid unless the kid really blows, unless we know in practice that this right. kid ain't got it. Um, using the number 12 pick on that is one thing. Trading up to put a guy on the bench is a whole other beast. Yeah. So and he's I'm, not going to be there at 12, obviously. Not going to be there at 12. I don't know if he can get past five at this point. I, I just don't know. Um you know, you look at the draft order and it's, you know, you say, oh, it's possible. But that draft order is hardly it's, static. It's seeming less and less likely, like, at least to me, like they're going to trade up for yeah. a rookie quarterback. Um, they're but, definitely not well, trading up for a rookie quarterback. No, an offensive lineman. Um, <laughs> I, I, We both give Zach Wilson the stamp of approval, though, no? Yes. Yes. Uh, especially especially for the system and, and without this system, too. Like, uh, I, I think he's... You know, if he goes to a shitty a shitty team where, you know, they like I don't you know, I, I can't even think of a good example. But like, you know, quarterbacks that get put in the wrong system. Like Sam Darnold was like he still clearly has talent that's worth betting on, 
but has been behind, like in just a, he's like devoid of any confidence, like scared totally. for his life and totally. like a shell of himself. Like that totally. can happen to anyone. Um, yeah. But I, I would make the bet on Zach Wilson. And he's the number one guy on our board. Um, we don't, we'll, we'll, we'll do a Trey Lance episode and well, it, it's besides not going to be pretty. Lawrence, obviously. But. Besides Lawrence. Yeah. Realistic option. Yeah. Trey Lance. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sent me the clips. I didn't found. I found about a dozen more off of that. Um, I don't actually get it at all. I mean, with, listen, this with Trey varies. Lance. I don't get it. I don't get it. No, no, like no, he's no. Like I, I don't no. know how to put this. Like we haven't spent the hours that we'll spend on that we've spent on Wilson that we spent on Fields. Like really cumbersome amounts of time, and um, you know, summed up into thirty minute podcasts. What a, what a deal. But. Uh, yeah, he's not good. No, no. <laughs> like he's he's like kind of he's like kind His of accuracy shitty. is like like people were like you know giving rightfully giving Lamar Jackson shit for his accuracy. At least Lamar Jackson is the best running quarterback right. in the history of the NFL. And Lamar can like oof. <laughs> Lamar won the Heisman fucking trophy. Like, yep. <laughs> I've seen him do some stuff. Like, and you know I'm not playing... high on Lamar, but like Lamar is like. He's playing in the FCS, man. Yeah, you want to talk about the competition. He's whiffing on like a lot of throws. We'll get there. We'll get there. But man, everyone's like, "But Josh Allen." It's like I don't know. I, I'll I'll go rewatch the Josh Allen film. But Josh Allen might be an anomaly. Oh, he is. I mean, he. I think like this is the highest completion percentage in any level of football he's ever had. Yeah, which uh, which we mentioned earlier with Wilson, right? Like sometimes you get to the NFL and you're like, "Oh shit, these guys are really good on my team too." <laughs> so right. Yeah, and then it takes you three years. <laughs> and and Wilson also, I mean, uh, what's his name? Allen throws a way better ball than I've ever seen from Lance. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, Wilson just throws. Um, he's he's a video game, man. We're talking about just like prettiness of ball. I'm, I'm telling you, the trajectory no of his passes is not something I, I feel like that can be taught or like. No, the, like the flatness of, of field throws versus the way the ball comes out of Wilson's hand. Like, the, look at look at the touchdown passes he throws. It's all he's got these tall receivers who suck, but he puts yeah. it in a place where they are literally the only ones that can get it. And that's such like an ESPN like, wow, he only put the ball in a place yeah, where his no, receiver can get true, it. Though. But it is true. And it ain't an accident. I mean, this is a guy who's working in all three dimensions with his throws. And it it's to the point where his arm strength is so prodigious given the, and he's a tiny dude by, you know, he, he's no Trey Lance. He seems shorter than six, three, but he plays much smaller. Um, yeah, I would be, sh- I, I'm very interested on his combine. He's like six, two and a quarter. Oh, that, that, that bad boy's six, one and seven <laughs> eighths, you know, and he just, uh, he got, he got brought out the, uh, the long spikes for the day, right. but, um, it's, He's so automatic with his arm and his kinetic chain is so tight that he can think about stuff like how much air he needs to put under it and like, you know, how, how, you know, he's shaping shots on the golf course, essentially. Yep. His contact is so perfect. He does. He knows he can do whatever he's moving a golf ball around. Whereas like the rest of us schmucks are just trying to. Hit it long. The arm uh, angle and the hip stuff, like that is that is huge to me. Like, because one thing that Garoppolo, like to me, Garoppolo's best traits: getting the ball out quick, clean uh, delivery. Like, like, yeah, firing from weird hip angles. Like his body can be open, 
Um, but he makes those throws off his back foot, like anything within 15 yards, he can, he can nail it because he throws it hard, but he has no touch down the field. No touch, no feel. Wilson is all feel with an arm that is an absolute fucking cannon. That's, it's a nice combo. It's a nice combo. And if football is going to become a more and more athletic game with the best athlete being the quarterback, um, that is a a tantalizing proposition. The problem is Kyle Shanahan doesn't believe that. Kyle Shanahan believes that he can scheme his way out of anything. Which, you know, when you might be, see might teams right. like the Seahawks, I mean. Yeah, no, it's know, true. You it's might true. be right. Here's a wild concept. Scheme plus athleticism. But, uh, you know, why why bog ourselves down with impossibilities, right? Uh, it's it's going to be real interesting, I think. Where Where do you think he ends up going? Where, what number do you think he ends up? Let at? me look at the draft order. Let me let me pull this up. I do you think so, he goes above Fields? That's, that's different than should he? Do you think he does? I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think like who's the offensive coordinator for these teams? Like how they evaluate? I think um, he does. I think he does. I, I think my guts my guts is he goes above Fields. So Lawrence goes one. I. Th- I I am not convinced seeing the drop off from Wilson to Fields. Like and I still really like Fields. Um I think Fields is whip smart and I don't I can't get a read on that from Wilson. Um where I guess that's I weirdly think Fields could somehow be there for the 49ers at 12 at this point. That's what I was getting at. Like I I legitimately think that Fields might still be hanging around at 12. And I think you take him. I think you that's, take him. I, th- I think it's close, but I think Wilson right. is. I think Wilson is a better option, and he's a funner option. And fun does come as a tiebreaker in these things, right? Like Fields is the perfect guy, where it's like he really needs a year to just sit and wait. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, man, does he have all the talent? Uh, but it just needs polishing. He's more, he's like he more could, talented he would, than Wilson. He would benefit from another year of college tremendously. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Ohio State didn't seem to be doing. Yeah, that that's much. true. That's actually true. He, he no, he he's. They just run off. the same fucking yeah. play every time. No, he needs like, to be in an NFL offense. And honestly, I think with a full training camp, we'll see what what they have with off season stuff and all that. Uh, because I'm not sure if you're aware of this, a pandemic still is fucking raging almost a year in. Great job. The NFL is going to figure out a way to get their teams vaccinated. Let me tell you, the NBA was like, no, we're not going to cut the line. The NFL, they're going to try and cut the line. How's that working out for the NBA? And. uh it's the yeah, NFL I'm, has gotten really lucky with timing, man. Like they got the last uh, combine in. Now oh, yeah. they're not going to be able to. But like, oh, I think the summer. Like, d- well, d- based on the report that I saw today, it said oh, yeah. it's not going to be the normal combine. It's basically going to be mini combines regionally. Oh, that's not a bad idea. No, I, I think that's smart. I don't mind that. In fact, I kind of prefer it. Bring in more players. Give me more data. I just need my spider charts. That's all I'm looking for. Totally. And, uh, uh, honestly, it's going to be really uh, difficult and annoying to scout without uh, these spider charts available to me right now. So uh, I guess That's we're learning brutal. something to do every day. I've had to. Le- you, you're having to do it too. We've. I, I've had to lean on people who do this for a living. Like, what am I actually looking for? Because without this spider chart, honestly, total crapshoot. Um, I mean, Kyle said, I asked him earlier this year, what do you look for in an outside receiver? And he's like, 40 time. Yeah, <laughs> like, spider chart. Like, he literally said 40 time. He's like, you know, and he's like, uh, hey, Jake, do you know about mock draftable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
he's like, I'll send you a link later. Yeah. Um, no, but like, seriously, he's like 40 time. And then like, can they separate basically yeah. be fast and, and separate? I do love, there's a bunch of really good, I, I, uh, I spent a whole year just peppering in what does Kyle want out of players, um, in the draft questions through 16 weeks. And, uh, if you go back in the transcripts from the 2019 season, there's some interesting stuff in there. Actually, 2018 season too. I, 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 anytime there was a lull, I'll just be like, what are you looking for in a defensive lineman? He's <laughs> like, he would answer it. He's like, have I, uh, have you ever heard of the broad jump? <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's just, yeah, I, I mentioned the broad jump to him once, uh, uh, in a non, non recorded situation. He goes, oh, yeah, we definitely look at that. <laughs> and I'm like, no shit. You definitely look it's, at that. It's so funny. Like, if you look at everyone the 49ers go after in terms of any position I, remotely <laughs> requiring a, athleticism. It was a month worth of content from me. Just like, just look at the broad jump numbers. There's really nothing more to it. Right. It's incredible. It's incredible. We'll talk, and now we have to scout without the broad jump. So we're basically going to be like, yeah, he had great burst off the line. I think he's probably a 40, 41 inch. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> guessing broad jump numbers. But a I'm last week, create a, anyway. a website that's guessing every every draft picks broad jump can, can you bet on combine numbers can we get some over unders set on that that's that's a really funny concept that's a really funny idea i think well you definitely you know can that, you definitely can i know people bet on the 40 uh, yeah so i'm talking about the stuff that really matters i'm talking about right. the three cone i'm talking about the shuttle and i'm talking about the broad jump baby that's all i'm looking for how many people definitely have to do it with the reps on the uh on the 225 right yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, okay. We'll we'll get degenerate. We'll get into it. Uh, we'll I get that wait. inside scoop. I can't wait. And we'll get some pro days starting up here fairly soon too. So we'll maybe have we'll some, get uh, some local ones going on. Yeah, some black market broad jumps. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> this is our shit. This is one hundred percent our shit. Uh, next episode, Trey Lance. It ain't going to be pretty for him. Oh. I can tell you that right now. Oh yeah, uh, you should listen though because that really is our element. Just really picking apart this uh, upstanding young person. Lovely. Seems like a lovely young man. What what a what uh what an absolute what joy lovely, to have in the organization. What a lovely dude who's a future failure. Yeah, not a chance, man. Congratulations to uh, your shitty team who is surely going to draft him. Congratulations, Bears, you nailed it. Um, oh yeah, right, that's that's, that's going to happen. That's that's I know. happening. <laughs> I know. It's I'm not even a Bears fan. And I feel bad. I just know that my hometown of the city of Chicago is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, that's it. Bye.